Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Captain of the Keeper old-time vintage hockey radio program podcast. The show where we discuss all things hockey and we don't hold back for our unabashed love of all things old-time hockey. I'm your host, the Captain, and with me, as always, is the master of allowing the 200-foot softy, the Keeper. And nobody makes it look better than me, that's for sure. It's good to be known for something. I like it. Captain, we got a pretty big show lined up today with some pretty cool features. What do we got to start? So first thing we've got on the docket for today is a question and answer. We have recently launched our Instagram page. Our uh, new social media director, Dinafer, has started that one up. Dinafer Marie is his official name. And he's going to be uh, running our Instagram page for us. And we started with a little Q&A from some of our early group of fans that are on the page. So the first question I've got here is for you, Keeper. So you better dial in and be ready for this one. Oh, I'm excited. So- Get in your stance, get set, get that glove up, because here it comes. So Sheriff 33 on Instagram asks the keeper, he says, it's uh, a nice easy one for you. He says, uh, keeper, what's your favorite goalie mask of all time? Oh, I love it. That's right up my alley. Best mask of all time. There's too many to pick from, but my number one, since I've been a little guy, has been Stefan Fisay's igloo mask when he played for the Quebec Nordiques. And uh, there was quite a few uh, versions of it. There was a, uh, there was a version without a logo on the forehead. There was a version with the logo on the chin. And the famous one with the logo popping out of the forehead, which is my absolute favorite mask of all time. It was the blue and white colors scheme, the blue cage. Uh, I got a chance to see the Nordiques play in person. Uh, and he, was, he started that game. And it was really cool seeing that mask in person. It has been something that I tried to emulate. I tried to paint my own design with different color scheme. But that is definitely for me the number one goalie mask of all time. That's very nice. A good pick. And we'll be sure to get that posted up on our Instagram page for people to be able to check it out for those who haven't seen it before. So um, I'm looking at the list of other questions here. I got one for, this is for both of us, uh, Cap. So let me see. This one comes from um, E-Ranger1994. E-Ranger wants to know, what happened to your New York radio talk show? Well, I'll take this one, Keeper, if you don't mind. Um, I'll I'll just give them the full background of how we got our start uh, dealing with those early days. Uh, This was probably the mid to late 1980s. Obviously, we're both in New York City at the time. Uh, The two of us, as I recall, were living out of a box in a sewer uh, when we were discovered by a roughly four and a half foot rat called Splinter. Uh, he took us in. He gave us. Uh, he gave me a CCM hockey helmet and half shield. I recall he gave you your first goalie mask. Yep. He taught us everything that we needed to know about vintage hockey. And that, uh, from what I understand, was his first attempt. I understand he went on to take on several more students in a more productive direction. Uh, but that's where we got our start. And uh, I think that pretty much covers all the bases for that question. I mean, I probably couldn't have said it any better. That's the that's the whole story there. I would agree with that. Uh, so let's go now. I got another question for the keeper. Uh, so this one comes to us from D the man 11 on Instagram. And he wants to know uh, so far in the NHL playing round, which goalie has impressed you the most? Uh, this is a good one. I would have said Elvis Merzlikens until last night with about four minutes to go in that game, but I'm going to go Cam Talbot. Uh, it's really mm. great seeing Cam Talbot starting again. Um, I didn't know if he would be the number one for Calgary. His numbers are real impressive. 945 save percentage, 1.51 goals against average. And Calgary advances uh, against Winnipeg. I didn't give him much of a shot, but I'm really happy to see Cam Talbot uh, uh, taking a real good run here in the qualifying round. Talbot's been real impressive. 
Honorable mention, Darcy Kemper. Hmm. Both guys have been real solid so far. So looking at this now, I'm looking at a question from EKN624. And this one is, um, could be for both of us, but let's take a look here. So EKN624 wants to know, with the rise of advanced analytics and Corsi, how do a couple of dinosaurs like you plan on staying relevant? Wow. Well, I'll, uh, I'll take this one here for you, Keeper. Obviously, you know, uh, we're, we're going to try to get pucks deep and uh, we're going to work real hard, uh, you know, keep our feet moving out there for sure. Strong play in a neutral zone. You know, you, you got to work hard. And ultimately, I think we have great chemistry here in the locker room. And I think that uh, it's a great group of guys. Great group of guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, you got to keep your feet moving. That's how you keep staying ahead of the game. So uh, oh, yeah, pretty well said. It. I think this was a pretty cool segment, the Q&A. I mean, uh, I like to keep this up if we can, if we can do this in some future shows. Well, it sounds good to me. All 26 of our fans will be very excited to hear it, and I, I think that's a good thing. So now I've got a question about this next segment. I see you managed to put this one on the board here. I'm a little confused. Uh, we've got an early look at the Hockey Hall of Fame class coming up for 2021. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what you've got planned here? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to try to quickly talk about who might be getting a phone call from Lanny McDonald in Toronto to see if they're going to be in the next Hall of Fame class. And I'm just going to throw a name out there for you. And you tell me what your first impressions are about this guy being a Hall of Famer. You ready? Go for it. We're going to go Zach Boychuk. What do you think, Cap? I got to be honest. That's not exactly who I thought you were going to mention. Uh, Zach Boychuk from what I, I was always a fan of his game, to be honest, he's a, a shorter guy. He's roughly the same size as me, although he's had a few less cheeseburgers. So a little bit more in shape for sure, but uh, he wouldn't stand out to me as a first ballot hall of famer. Exactly. I know he had a, uh, a pretty good career uh, from what I understand uh, about 12 goals, uh, 30 points, 127 games. He's still active over in Europe. Good player. Not somebody that would have crossed my mind, though, in the discussion of first ballot Hall of Famer. There's, there's got to be some more to this. What do you got? Would it change your mind if I told you that he actually liked one of our Instagram posts? Well, like I said, Zach Boychuk is an unquestionable first ballot Hall of Famer. I retract my previous statement. Uh, we appreciate his listenership on the program here. Um, I will use my vote as a writer for next year to go ahead and put him right on the ballot. First ballot for me, for sure. And I think the same could be said for any professional hockey player who tunes into our show and likes some of our Instagram po uh, posts. So that would be pretty cool, right? I agree. Shameless, but we will take it. Uh, moving on to the next segment here. This is the one I've been waiting for. I have been chomping at the bit for a little recap. Uh, we're, we had a big day in the NHL yesterday. A lot of stuff happened. Uh, some exciting comebacks, some wins, a couple teams advanced. Uh, we've been trying to post some of those up on our Instagram page. So, this is going to be a tough segment for you. A lot of humble pie will be served. I hope you're hungry. Here it comes. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go easy on you at first. Easy right out the gate. We're talking Vancouver. This is a series that both of us predicted Minnesota. Obviously, there's no way anybody could have possibly predicted Vancouver to win. So I think we can pretty well move on. They played well. Uh, moving on. Yeah, no, no way. Yeah. Now, let's just go ahead and move on. So Toronto Maple Leafs and the Columbus Blue Jackets. I went on record just uh, a little over a week ago saying that Columbus wouldn't win a single game. Maybe not the best thing to say, but uh, tell me about your experience watching that game yesterday because it's not over. Oh, with about 
four or five minutes to go, three nothing lead. Thought it was pretty safe. Felt pretty good. Felt I was going to have my moment in the sun on the show. I thought I would have my time to gloat, serve you up your humble pie. And uh, the Maple Leafs had different uh, plans. And they wrote a four consecutive goal streak right into overtime. And of course, Austin Matthews with the OT winner makes me look rather foolish and forces me to have to wait till tomorrow night to see what happens in a pivotal game five in Toronto. And the Leafs look like they got a lot of momentum rolling out. Although the game before Columbus took a three nothing lead away from Toronto. So anything could happen. That three goal lead is the toughest in hockey, isn't it? It it has turned out to be in this post, well, play in postseason. I continue to be uh, very, very much impressed by the uh, work that John Tortorella has instilled in the Columbus group. So I really, I can't bash that team. They have played extremely well. I think they have overachieved, but I'm looking forward to be proven right when Toronto goes ahead and pulls this one out. And we'll just go ahead and add that into your list of uh, poor selections. Not yet. Well, you say that, but let's take a look at the next team here. Chicago Blackhawks played the Edmonton Oilers. And uh, I went a little off the board and predicted Chicago would win. You know, you, you predicted Edmonton. A noble pick for you, for sure. But ultimately, I think so far, I have been proven correct. Chicago has advanced onto the playoffs, and Edmonton is going home. Uh, Your thoughts? Turns out that was a foolhardy pick on my part, and I am not afraid to admit it. And I think the moment that that, uh, crystallized why I was wrong was when, I think it was Ethan Bear on Edmonton, and uh, was battling for a puck with Jonathan Taze, and Taze just outmanned him for it and wanted it more. It led to a goal by, I believe, Dominic Kubalik, and that kind of shows that the Blackhawks have that championship pedigree and that determination. They wanted just a little bit more, so I shouldn't have gone against, um, you know, championship uh, players like that. That was really, boy, the keeper really botched that one up. Well, that goes to show you why you never go against a captain, whether it's me or Jonathan Taves. You don't go against us because it goes poorly for you. That's how it goes. So now we talk about uh, one that I took particular joy in watching. Uh, Carey Price and the Montreal Canadiens took down Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh <laughs> Penguins. Don't so, back, uh, all right. So the Montreal Canadiens uh, pull the win out. Carey Price gets it done. Uh, I, I will give you some credit before when we were talking about our predictions. You did reference the fact that maybe Carey Price could turn back the clocks and get this done in a short series. You turned out to be right in that aspect. However, you picked the wrong team to win yet again. Uh, and the Pittsburgh Penguins are going home. Now, this is a case where this is for the NHL. You've got a uh, 12 seed and a five here. And the uh, 12's going on, 5's going home. Uh, have you did you ever think you'd ever see that? Uh, I'm just happy that the 12 seeds won. It's kind of cool to see the underdogs win. Um, I, I was definitely wrong with Pittsburgh. I thought they might have had the oomph to take them over the top. Um, they ended up going with Tristan Jari for uh, last night's game. I thought that might have given him a boost, and it looked like it did for a while. But Montreal was seeming like they had destiny on their side, and so did Chicago. Those 12 seeds are going on and moving forward. So it's cool to see that. That's for sure. You're welcome with that. Sure. sure. Uh, Next is the New York Islanders and the Florida Panthers. Another one that you've got to be questioning yourself on this. You uh, you went with the Florida Panthers at this time. Doesn't really seem like uh, a normal person with a a 
functioning brain pattern would go with the Florida Panthers over the New York Islanders. Obviously, I went for the New York Islanders. You went for the uh, Florida Panthers. Why don't you tell me how that whole thing is uh, kind of sitting with you now? I think um, five to th- one, by the way, five to one. I wasn't even close. I think we should just move on to the next series. I think that would probably serve our listeners best if we just just get right past that uh, faux pas. Uh, I'm I think really surprised at myself right now. All the time we have for today. I think uh, I think we're coming up against the clock on our quick take segment here. I don't, well, I don't think there actually gonna... is one more series that we should be. You're, you're trying to whitewash this a little bit, but don't you? I mean, how could you? overlooked the Arizona and Nashville series. Why don't you, st- well, why don't we, uh, why don't we talk about the captain's judgment here? He's got the bloodied up face from the Steve Sullivan puck. Uh, it's kind of being pointed at in the glass right now. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes stunned the hockey world. And I'm sure a lot of people are now jumping on that bandwagon. Huh? The Coyotes bandwagon. Well, I'm not going to lie. I am sitting here wearing my Kachina Coyotes jersey as we have this discussion. Uh, I I can't believe that uh, the, the position of general manager essentially doesn't really matter in the NHL. I made the prediction that a, a team in turmoil wouldn't be able to win. Uh, this Coyotes group has, I saw their uh, locker room celebration video uh, earlier today these guys are a tight-knit group this is a team that has got some passion and they managed to win against nashville despite me calling in a few favors uh with the league trying to get them to overturn that game so that i could have the correct pick on it in this case it didn't work uh but the coyotes showed something special there they uh they found a way to win and man did they look sharp doing we we talked about the jerseys the kachina jerseys in advance of this series i feel like that you were right before time the jerseys forget the general manager although steve sullivan is a, go- a hockey god watch I can't your mouth i know he's after me i understand i'm on the run as it is but I have to say the jerseys did it. It wasn't the it wasn't the team, wasn't the players, wasn't the goaltender, wasn't the GM. It was the jerseys. They got it done. And uh, I mean, at this point, a '90s jersey is a vintage jersey. So this is an old time vintage hockey radio program podcast, and a vintage hockey wearing uh, jersey wearing team won. I'm not upset. I feel good about it. And uh, let's go, Yost. So this begs the question: um, They got to wear the white ones next year, right? They got to bring the white one back. I mean, they're wearing the darks, but they got to bring that white home yeah. jersey. But now it's the road jersey. I know it's a long story. But yeah. They got to get those white ones now. I think that's next. Bring the white ones out. Keep the black ones and get rid of anything else because the uh, the Yotes have found the combination that works. Just like when the Islanders went back to Nassau Coliseum last year in the playoffs and found some success, the Coyotes. Going back to the Kachina jerseys is uh, that, that's the key. That's what had to happen, and they got it done. Just want to remind the fans of a couple of quick important dates here. Um, August tenth, which is my calculations, Monday is the NHL draft lottery, which be kind of cool because it's the recap of all the play-in teams that lost. So we're going to find out who the winner of the number one overall draft pick is on Monday. That is exciting. I already predicted that the New York Rangers were going to be the team that obtained that pick. Uh, who's your pick for that? What do you got? I am not going to make a pick up because not all the teams are out. Yeah. I went ahead and was bold in advance. I can understand how you might want to kind of chicken out okay. for this one a little so bit. I'm, I'm going to make a funny pick. Ready? Okay. Edmonton Oilers are going to get the number one pick overall uh, once again. 
again, <laughs> that, that kind of stings. Well, for the captain of the keeper, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we have. Uh, I am your host, as always, the captain. With me was the keeper. We're reminding you to please follow us on uh, Instagram. We're also available on uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and soon to be on Spotify. And make sure you use the hashtag Captain of the Keeper when you're posting anything with any topics you might want to be have covered on the show or any questions you may want to have answered. We're always here for you. Uh, bye bye now. Bye bye.